Welcome to the LFC Podcast, where our mission is to make, deploy, and multiply mature and equipped Christ followers. We're grateful for this opportunity to bring you a message of hope, healing, and life transformation today. Enjoy the message. Well, as we have been on this fast, I just, I just want to bring some things to your memory, and I want to, I want to encourage you um, during this fast. Fasting, the Greek word for, for fasting is nestuo, and it just simply means, this, we know this, to abstain as a religious exercise from food and drink, not this lose weight plan. This is a uh, religious exercise or a spiritual exercise. That's a, probably a better word for it, a spiritual exercise. Uh, you, you abstain from those things, whether it's entirely or if it's lasted even just a single day or for customary choice of nourishment. I'm, I'm going to pick and choose that I'm like a Daniel fast. I'm, I'm choosing not to do certain things if it's even several days. And if you have not joined us yet on the fast. In other words, you're thinking that, well, I didn't start when everyone else has started, and so I, you know, what's the point? Because God's only going to answer it if it's 21 days, right? Come on, stop that thinking. If you haven't started, start today. Start today. It's okay. And maybe you started and you fell off the wagon I'm sorry, pastor, but a chip accidentally fell in my mouth. You know, I I don't know what happened. I fell on the floor and my face fell into dip. I don't know what happened. If you fell off the wagon, chase the wagon down and get back on it. Come on, let's, 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 let's be okay with that, right? But here's just a few things to remember when we're fasting. Fasting should never, ever be used as leverage to twist God's arm. In other words, well, God, I did this, and so you, 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 need, to, you need to kick it up a notch, right? You, you never twist God's arm it, like you've got a, a, a spiritual trump card on God. It's never to be used as that. I will tell you, fasting isn't an accident. Oh, I accidentally didn't eat all day, so I'll count that as, my, as, as a fasting day. Listen, fasting without prayer is just a diet, right? And so we have to combine prayer with that. It's not an accident. It's always on purpose. Fasting, what it will do is it'll open your eyes and it will reveal truth. Reveal truth. And many times, it's truth inside you, right? It's truth inside you. The Lord awakens your heart to some things that you need to course correct on a little bit. How many of God has already done that to you during this fast? God's, God's kind of like, mm, tighten up the screws a little bit. Yeah. Fasting, what it does is it releases a greater anointing on your life. You sense the Holy Spirit on your life. You're walking a little bit more more confident when you're praying with someone. Why? Because you have been in tune, deliberately in tune with the Holy Spirit. What fasting will do? Fasting prepares you for battle. You ever heard someone say, well, I didn't see that one coming, right? And then you get caught off guard. What fasting does, it actually prepares you for those times that less than pleasurable things come in your life and you have to deal with it spiritually and you have to push down the, the fasting will help prepare you for battle. But one of the most important things that fasting does, fasting will prepare your heart for his answers, Prepare your heart for his answers. 
And so today what I really want us to focus in is fasting for wisdom. How many would say, Pastor, there is some decisions that I need to make and I just need to know. I need, I need to know what to do, what to say. I just need to know what you want me to do. Just, just wave at me. I'll, if that is you, you need wisdom for a situation all across, all across this room. So when we're fasting for wisdom, it's, it's you're fasting for a decision that you need to make. Maybe that could be health-related. I need to choose which avenue of, of care and restoration I need to have. That could be a job transition. How many know you need the wisdom from the Lord when it comes to any kind of, and any kind of job transition within your current company? The grass isn't always greener on the other side within the same company. How many know what I'm talking about? Maybe, maybe it's just a, a simple opportunity to get involved in something. God, I need your wisdom to know what to do. Maybe it's business connections. Because everybody knows that every business connection is from God. No, no. God says this, that we need to be very, very careful who we come into agreement with. How about this one? Maybe you're looking to purchase a house. In this economy and this interest rate, you need wisdom from the Lord. Anything that would be considered a life-altering situation, I'm telling you, you need wisdom from the Holy Spirit. Can I take this a step further? Maybe you're considering proposing to someone the love of your life. You need wisdom. You need a revelation from the Lord. Listen, this crew right here, can I just talk to you right now? You need wisdom in who you're going to date. Because not every little cutie has got the anointing of God on their life. Come on, and all the grandparents and the parents says, hallelujah, amen, praise God. Right? I will tell you, you need wisdom. And can I just take, I, this is not even my notes. I, can I tell you? You may be in a relationship now. You know what? I'm not going to isolate you guys. This could be anybody. You're in a, related, a dating relationship right now, and the Holy Spirit has spoke to you that you're supposed to get out, but you've resisted because you think, well, who else am I going to be with? I don't want to be alone. Can I tell you, that is not a reason to stick around when you have an unhealthy relationship because when one person is trying to serve God and the other is serving the world, listen, oil and water ain't going to mix right? And this whole idea of missionary dating, you know what? I'm going to date them and I'm going to bring them to church and then they're going to get saved. Friends, that's dangerous territory. Get them saved first and then date them, right? <laughs> get some Holy Spirit upon them. That's all I have left to say about that, right? But for wisdom, some of you might say, no, I'm good. You might not need it right now, but you'll probably need it by the time you pull out of this parking lot. Right? We need wisdom. And the Bible is very clear in the book of James about wisdom. It says this, if any of you lacks, in other words, you need, right? I need a little bit more. I need a lot. If any one of you lacks wisdom, you should ask who? God, who gives it generously to everyone without finding 
fault, and guess what? It's going to be given to you. But many times we seek the wisdom and the knowledge from social media, and I'll tell you, you'll find someone that will affirm what you want to do, and it doesn't matter what it is. You'll find someone that will tell you, oh, you're just so beautiful. You'll find someone that'll say, oh, I, they, they were rude and they shouldn't have done that. Everybody airs their grievances, right? A festivist for the rest of us. Everyone, everyone has the, uh, airs their grievances and, and all these different things and we get those stamps, right? We get those uh, uh, approvals. Listen, you need wisdom and you need it now, but you need it from God. You need it from him. So what we're gonna do Today's kind of teachy-teachy. Is that all right? You all right? Um, when it comes to wisdom, we're going to look in Acts chapter 13. But before this point, I want, I want you to know what has transpired before we get to this story. How many know, and according to the book of Acts, there was a day of Pentecost? They were all together in one accord, and suddenly the mighty rushing wind came down, tongues of fire. Uh, they spoke in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance, and now the new church age is born. Pentecost and has come, and the church age has now begun. There were signs, there were wonders, there were miracles taking place, and the church is growing rapidly. Per great persecution has now hit the very first church, if you will. But they kept pressing on because they were holding on to the truth. Up until this point, Stephen has been martyred. Saul has gotten knocked off his high horse and he's gotten signed, sealed, and delivered, right? Uh, the Gentiles are now starting to accept the gospel of Jesus Christ. The apostle James has now been killed uh, by the sword and Peter has been imprisoned and an angel came and kicks him and says, hey, wake up, big, big boy, come on, let's get out of here. And he leads him out of the prison. Miraculous things are happened. Church life right now is extremely dangerous. Going to church is dangerous. Can I tell you, you are not in danger in this place. Can I quote the great apostle, Mr. T? I pity the fool, right? I mean, you are, you are in a safe place here. But then church life was dangerous. It was, it was messy. But at the very same time, the gospel is spreading like wildfire and the kingdom of God is growing. From the day of Pentecost to right about this time where we're going to begin this story, about 15 years has happened in the church age. Everybody track it with me. This is where we're at. In Acts chapter 13, we see something interesting happen. Among the prophets and teachers of the church at Antioch in Syria were Barnabas, Simeon, Lucius from Cyrene, Manaen, the childhood, this is what's interesting, the childhood companion of King Herod Antipas, there's some influence there, rubbing shoulders, and Saul. And one day, as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, hey, 
dedicate Barnabas and Saul for the special work which I have called them. Verse three, so after more, what? After more fasting and prayer, the men laid their hands on them and sent them on their way. So Barnabas and Saul were sent out by the Holy Spirit. Here's the question. Why in the world were they fasting? Why were they fasting? Why did they need to fast? They were seeing extraordinary signs and wonders. Miracles were on a regular occurrence. In essence, they were on the spiritual mountaintop. They were on the spiritual Mount Everest, if you will. So why in the world would they fast? Because you only fast when something is wrong, right? You only fast when something's wrong. No, they were fasting because they were completely reliant on the leading of the Holy Spirit and they needed God's direction and his answers. Listen, friends, we need godly wisdom every single day, don't we? Listen, you need wisdom to go to Walmart around this place, right? You feel so out of place. Everyone's wearing their pajama pants and Uggs. I don't know what the deal is, but I'm out of style. Lord, please never let me get in that style, Lord, please. So what I want to do quickly is I want to break out this scripture and specifically talk about fasting, fasting in general, but when you're fasting for wisdom, because there are hundreds of people that raise their hand, you need wisdom. And here's this. When you're fasting, or even fasting for wisdom, no matter what it is, number one, don't just get a glimpse of God's direction and then quit. You've got to continue until you get clarity. Look at it, Acts 13, 2. One day as these men were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, dedicate Barnabas and Saul for the special work to which I have called them. Now listen, that was great. When God says something like that, you know something is getting ready to happen. But up until this point, that instruction was pretty, pretty vague. Okay, we get it. Dedicate them for the work that I have for them. But what's the work that I have for them? What's, what's the work that he has? What are we supposed to do? Who are we supposed to meet? Who are, because there were specific instructions. God meeting Philip and go up to the chariot and run along the chariot and listen to what he's saying. And he baptized and he was transported by the enterprise to 30 miles away, right? There, there were some specific things. Go and there's going to be a, a man over here by the name of Saul and he is blind and he's calling out to me for wisdom. But, but Lord, you, there's specific instructions. Right now, it's pretty vague. They didn't know what to do. But here's what you have to understand. God doesn't want you to miss his plan. But you got to put some skin in the game and you got to seek him. Matthew 6.33 tells it like it is, man. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things that they're worrying about, all the other things that you're, you're concerned about, those will be added to you, but you've got to seek God first. Look at your neighbor and say, seek him first. So what did they do? What was their response 
to the word of the Lord. They could have they could have quit what they were doing and just entered out just blindly. What did they do? Verse 3a, Acts 13, 3a. So after more fasting and prayer, can I just encourage you today? Don't let up until you get your confirmation. Finish your plan. Some of you, I'm telling you, some of you, you're gonna feel the prompting of the Holy Spirit to even continue this fast even past the 21 days. That may be even up to 40 days. Some of you may, may get that. Remember this, that God is going to prepare you for his answers. He's gonna prepare you. But moving out on a good feeling how many know you feel good when you get in the presence of God, right? You come here, you get refreshed, you feel full in your spirit, but moving out on a good feeling can be distract, uh, very uh, disastrous and distracting. You've got to move out when you get clarity from the Holy Spirit. So during your fast, just because you might get a glimpse of hope, a glimpse of an answer, a glimpse of a revelation, finish what you have started. Finish because I'm telling you there's more to the story that God wants to give you. He's just wanting to see how much you're willing to get the answers, what you're willing to do to get it. Can I get an amen in the house? Amen. Number two, when you're fasting, when you're fasting even for wisdom, you're going to need to get some confirmation. Confirmation. Look at it. Acts 13, 3b. So after, this is after that first part. So they did more fasting and prayer. Now we see it. Then the men laid their hands on them and what they do? They sent them on their way. In other words, you and I, we have got to test the spirits to make sure it's from God. How many know there's a prince of the power of the air and his job is to steal, kill, destroy, deceive, and do, and there's sometimes that we think we've got something from the Lord and it's just a good idea that could be a distraction. How many know what I'm talking about? How many have ever moved out on one of those before, right? It ain't no good. It's no good. And laying on of hands of these men to Barnabas and Saul was a symbol of approval. It was a spiritual impartation of the anointing. It was basically giving their stamp of approval that we are all in alignment, that this is exactly what we are supposed to do as they were led by the Holy Spirit. Can I tell you, it's so important what you approve of. Come on, talk to me here today. LFC online, get online, just talk to me. It's important what you approve of. And can I tell you, in the day and age, you need to be very careful what you give a thumbs up to. Because you could be approving of something that someone is doing in their life and it goes completely against God's word. But we've got this touchy-feely type situation. Well, I don't want them to feel bad. Listen, I grew up in the era, you rub some dirt on it and let's go. Not everybody got ice cream after you lost the game. 
Come on, who knows what I'm talking about? No one wants a participation sticker. I want the trophy. Why? Because second place is the first loser. Right? <laughs> All right, I just got off my notes way. I need to, need, to, need to rein it in, right? We have got to get wisdom. Hosea says it best, my people are actually destroyed from lack of knowledge, lack of wisdom. They just don't know. But who were these dudes? Who were the people that laid their hands on them? Who were these individuals? They were prophets and they were teachers. They were prophets and teachers, not because they had a business card and a 501c3 approved by the state. Come on, someone talk to me here. Not everybody that wiggles is from the Lord. Not every ministry that calls themselves a ministry are, is from the Lord. You can get a 501c3 in a couple of days, right? That, that means absolutely nothing. You have got to see that these people are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, right? Can I tell you small groups? Shameless plug. Small groups are a wonderful place to meet new godly people. It'd be a great place for you to join in. There's, there's a place out here that you can take a picture and you, you, you can join a small group. Can I tell you, don't be a loner. Don't be, look at your neighbor right now and you need to, listen, if you're gonna say this, say it right. Say it with a little snazz to it, right? Don't be a loner. You gotta squint your nose up like that. Don't be a loner, right? We need each other, friends, Proverbs chapter one, verse five says this, a wise man will hear and increase learning and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. Be careful, friends. Who has influence in your life? You guys down here, be careful who you're listening to. Well, it's just music. (laughs) I listen to the beat, I don't listen to the words. <laughs> How many said that before? I just listen to the, I just, come on. It's getting in your spirit. Be very careful who you allow to have influence in your life. You gotta test them. Are they really a believer, a true believer? Not this faux stuff. Are they a true believer? Do they live their life above reproach? In other words, they not got some sneaky stuff going on in the shady areas, right? Do, do they display the fruit of the Spirit according to Galatians 5.22? And if the fruit is rotten, it's time to find a new grocer, friends, right? Don't just have yes men and yes women in your life. Find someone godly who's going to speak truth into your life, even if that truth hurts. Because if all you have is someone that says yes, 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 you're playing into the culture and the times that we are living in. And friends, I'm telling you, the days are evil. But at the same exact time, if we will press in to the things of God through fasting and prayer, greater revelation will be brought to you and I so that we can change the world for Jesus Christ. Come on, I I was better preaching than you responding. So when you're fasting for something, when you're, when you're pressing in, you gotta get some godly 
confirmation. And lastly, let's land the plane with this. When you're fasting uh, for anything, but especially in this context, when you need wisdom from the Lord, you're going to have to be led by the Holy Spirit. You have to be. Not led by the flesh. How many of you have ever been led by your flesh before? Yeah, many of you need to write a book. Right? Not your flesh. Look at it. Acts 14, or 13, verse 4a. So Barnabas and Saul were sent out by who? They were sent out by the Holy Spirit. They weren't sent out because someone, someone had a little quick idea and they would just, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Just go and let's do it. No, they were sent out by the Holy Spirit. In other words, they were led by God. Not just led by a great idea. And I don't know about you. I don't want to be, I don't want to have any more great ideas. I want to have God-sized ideas. Why? Because you can never go wrong when you are led by the Lord. Years ago, we were doing our best to try to find a place for our church that we had planted, and we had been in school system, and we had, we, we'd been everywhere, and can I tell you, we had prayed over buildings. Morgan knows this. Pastor Morgan knows this. We, we prayed, and we believed God, and we found a place in Austin Landing. How many know where Austin Landing is down South Dayton area? We found a place that was open. They were going to give us a two-year lease, and I walked through that place, great parking. This is right in the epicenter. There are thousands, hundreds of thousands of people come through that place. This is going to be it. And so we went through and I'm, I'm getting ready to, to, to sign on the dotted line and the Holy Spirit said, mm. don't you hate it when he says that? I don't even, Lord, that's not even a word. Mm. And you know what he spoke to me? He said, check your zoning. Well, I don't need to check my zoning. This is for lease. They want money. I need a place. It's perfect, Lord. This is what we've been praying for. Uh, check your zoning. So I checked my zoning. You know what the city of Springboro said? There will absolutely no way, no how, be a church on that piece of property. And I was getting ready to sign that lease right there. I was so discouraged. I was so I just deflated. So I went back home and I'm whining around like a schoolgirl. Sorry, ladies. I'm like, I'm just going to go to bed. That's how I get in bed. I'm laying there and the Holy Spirit said, turn on the television. Get the remote, hit the TV. Jensen Franklin pops up on the screen. And if I'm lying, I'm dying. The very words out of his mouth was, God's no's are for your protection. One year later, little did we know it, we ended up here. If I would have signed that, if we would have signed that, we would have gotten ourselves in trouble and we wouldn't have followed God's plan for here. You see, we have got to be led by the Holy Spirit. Remember, listen, fasting prepares your heart for God's answers, not your desires. 
That's what fasting does. And all the, the only thing that I can explain it is there's this holy confidence that comes over you. You simply know without knowing all the details. You simply, you, you, you can see without seeing. Romans says it, for those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are children of God. In Galatians, and I, and I close with this, Galatians says it how it is. I love it. So I say, walk by the Spirit. And you, when you do that, you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They're in conflict, right? They're in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. And then it says, but if you are led by the Spirit, you're not under at all. In other words, you're obeying God's word, not just because it says it, and these are, the, these are the rules, but your heart is open because I don't want to do anything. Even if the world says it's okay, I don't want to do anything that would hinder my relationship with Jesus. So today, may the Lord give us ears to hear what the Spirit is speaking so that we can truly respond to his leading. Amen? Thank you so much for tuning in to the message. If you desire to grow deeper in your faith, we want to help you. Text the word GROW to 419-495-6802. You can also stay up to date on everything coming up by checking out limafirst.church and hitting the events tab. Lastly, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any future LFC content. We'll see you next time.